We celebrate tonight the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of Mary, the mother of Jesus. We celebrate two things. First, the conception of Mary in her mother's womb. And secondly, the dogma officially defined in 1854, though it was believed for centuries and celebrated for centuries, explaining that her conception was immaculate, that she was protected from the stain and effect of original sin from the first moment of her conception. We have a beautiful prayer honoring Our Lady's Immaculate Conception, which is included in many prayers and devotions to Mary. O Mary conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. One of the images of Mary that we often see, and it's on many statues of Mary as well, is of Mary standing on a globe, crushing the head of the serpent. That image of Mary comes from our first reading tonight from Genesis, where God says there will be enmity between the serpent and the woman, and the offspring of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And that victory begins with Our Lady's Immaculate Conception, which prepares her to give birth to Jesus, who conquered Satan and evil. Of course, God and sin are complete opposites. So for the mother of Jesus to give birth to Jesus, she had to be completely without sin. And to be without sin, she had to be immaculately conceived. She needed to be saved by Christ, though, because she was human. And so we say she was saved and preserved from sin in advance. Listen closely to the prayers tonight in the Mass, the prayers that are said over the offerings. You will hear me say, because of God's prevenient grace. It's not a word you hear very often. Here's the Catholic Jeopardy question, okay? What is prevenient grace? Well, you will answer, that is, what is grace in advance? Okay? What is grace in advance? Prevenient grace. What is grace in advance? It means grace in advance of Christ's death on the cross, on Calvary. Why? Because God is is a little kind of maybe beyond us, but God is always outside of time. He's not bound by our time. So when Christ died on the cross, those who lived before Christ, okay, they were saved. And after Christ can be saved as well. So Our Lady was preserved from all sin in advance of Christ's death. Makes sense when you think about it. Prevenient grace. All of these graces which Our Lady received in her Macca conception are seen in the gospel today. Listen closely. The first words of the gospel by the angel. Hail, full of grace. The way Luke writes this in Greek, we don't know Greek, but um, indicates that 
Mary was full of grace all the way back in time, beginning of her life. As the angel calls her, full of grace. In, in biblical times, a name says so much about you. It, it identifies your whole identity. So this is not something that the church just made up in 1854, okay, when it defined it. But it goes all the way back, all the way back. And it's right there in the scriptures. It really is. So that Gabriel is saying that she was full of grace from the moment of her conception. It's not a stretch at all. It's something that's right there when you look at Scripture. And because of this grace that God gives to her, she's able to assume this, this awesome role. But she still didn't have her free will taken from her. She wasn't forced on her. She says yes in the gospel tonight. She says, may it be done according to your word. So she was a woman of faith and obedience. Now, the question for us as we celebrate this beautiful feast is, do I wish to live my life full of grace? And the key is to follow Mary's example, being like her, being faithful and being obedient to what God asks of us in our lives. Being obedient unlocks the power of God in a person's life. And that's, that, that's, that's, that sounds like, oh, I don't like to be obedient. I want to do my own thing. I want to follow my own way. That's kind of a foreign thing today. But that unlocks the power of God. When Adam and Eve were disobedient, and we saw that in the first reading today, they experienced separation from God. And it's the same way for us in our lives. Experience separation for God. Obedient to God, we experience his power in our lives. Mary believed when all seemed impossible, um, and it really didn't say. She says, how can this be? How can this be? But she trusted, even when it seemed difficult. And even, even later on in her life, how costly it was for her. She lost her own son. Trusting in God gives us the same grace that he gave to Mary. Whatever God asks of us, he always gives us the corresponding grace in our lives. So be, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid when God is nudging you. He gives you the grace. Do you believe the promises that God makes to you? Do you open yourself to the graces in his life to you? I think that's how this feast connects to our lives today. One of the effects of original sin, and we're all, we all have original sin, is that we carry the tendency to be self-centered. We spend our whole lives battling against this, this tendency. And we want to be more and more like Christ. Since Mary was preserved from original sin, she was preserved from this deep-seated tendency. Her heart was completely free to love God and respond to him wholeheartedly. So we turn to her, and we ask her to intercede for us on her behalf. She's a mother who is close to all of us, to whom we can turn, whatever our trials are, whatever our struggles are in this earth. She's a mother who loves us with great tenderness, a devoted mother. She doesn't have any possessiveness in her. 
So all of her prayers are to try to bring us closer, closer to God. She doesn't want to bring us closer to her. That would be egocentric. She wants to bring us closer to Jesus. That's the whole purpose of Mary, bring us closer to her son. So the Immaculate Conception is God's way of giving us, God's way of giving Jesus a worthy mother. That's what it was all about, giving Jesus a worthy mother. It also gives us a worthy mother in heaven too. So we have this holy day in which we can thank God for this beautiful gift, beautiful gift in our faith tradition. And the best way to do that is to follow in her footsteps. As she did, may it be done according to your word.